0: Okay, chaps, 13 cast meeting, call to order. First item on the agenda, Sheffield red carpet event.
1: Oh, who are we sending? Sorry,
2: not me, I'm going to be on holiday again.
3: Yeah, I can't make it either, I'm in a a play that week, and
0: I've got about five scripts as well.
1: No, no can do, I'm absolutely snowed under at work, so I can't do it either.
0: Oh, okay. well it looks like it might have to be me then. Though I was planning to wash my hair that day. Which one? Uh, Oh, this one just above my ear. Anyway, it's a moot point at the moment because 13cast hasn't received an invitation.
2: Have you checked off Twitter, the email?
0: Every five minutes for the last couple of days. Phone messages? Nothing. This is a disaster. All the other podcasts are going to be there. I know. Look, before we start panicking, has anyone received an invitation in their own right?
1: I'm afraid I haven't. What about you, Giles? Only connect contestant and friend of Jeremy Bentham?
2: No, uh, nothing. Perhaps Big finished scriptwriter and Man About Town Paul?
3: Not a sausage, no.
0: Surely though our host Richard must have done. You're joking. I've got my very own entry in the Who's that? of fandom. I wonder if Mike's heard anything? But he's in Australia. He could catch a plane.
2: Isn't it a 24 hour flight from Melbourne?
0: Where's the dedication? Well, it looks like we're not going to be there. Still, there are three plus points. Which are? One. We know exactly where we sit in the Doctor Who firmament.
2: Right on the very edge.
0: Two, it's a long way from Hampshire to Sheffield. I once drove as far as the mouth of the Humber. By the time I returned, it felt like I'd been to Holland Back. Uh...
2: Uh...
0: And three, we'll get to watch it fresh with everyone else on the day it airs, and then record the show afterwards.
1: Great, let's do it.
0: Well hello everybody and welcome to 13Cast and to our first proper episode where we start to review the new series as it happens. Um, So first up let's introduce everybody who's regularly on the show. Hello Paul. Hello there. And Giles.
2: Good
1: evening. And Simon. Hello everybody.
0: So look at that, I mean uh, they were on the the preview show and they've come back so uh, (laughs) they must have enjoyed it so much and uh, in the meantime, Paul... It's more about that contract that you made me sign. I had my lawyer run over it,
3: and he said there was no way I could get out of it. But but anyway, (laughs) let's make the best of it. And
2: when am I getting my dog back?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Tim made me promise that I'd also mention the emergency Grumpcast that happened earlier today so uh, we recorded a little thing about Phil Morris and uh, his recent return and, and uh, appearance on the one show on Friday and the potential return of Malcolm Wise and some other items so if you're interested in that, that's also on the same feed, uh, it was recorded earlier today and indeed released earlier today. Yep, uh, it's terrific, I can second that, anybody remotely interested in missing episodes,
3: I was very jealous, I, I wish I could have been there with you but you know i have no opinions on on missing episodes you could have knocked me down with a <laughs> feather though when when i found out that uh that some more wise had come back astonishing i would not have put money on that in a million years so but yeah. brilliant fantastic news let's go
0: listen
2: basil brush allegedly hmm.
0: <laughs> okay well so so let's um let's move our focus to the the new show we've all watched it i presume
2: uh sorry N- no you know, i was uh, i was what? washing my hair
0: one oh. new <laughs> show Ah, uh, okay. Uh, the, the the new the new Doctor Who show tonight. Oh, that one, right? Oh, <laughs> I knew there was something. I, I, that was Doctor Who. It, they didn't put the
3: titles up at the beginning, so I was sat there for an hour thinking, "This is quite <laughs> 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 good," but if only I knew what the hell it was.
0: Thank you, thank you. Right. Yep. Simon, good. Simon, t- uh, tell us what you thought. First impressions. I
1: I, I was bowled over. I've I look for every new series, every new season. Um, it never feels quite right somehow. Um, I I'm sort of stuck in the past, looking at old Doctor Who. And part of the reason I enjoy it, it's a nice slice of the past. And tonight it was lovely to see something very contemporary. You, you almost felt you could you could walk out there and experience it. It was very grounded. It was very human. And um, I loved it. I thought it was beautifully filmed. Um, the opening shots on the on the moorland and and the wood, and I was absolutely hooked. I, I thought it was excellent.
0: Okay, thank you, uh, Giles.
2: Uh, same, really. I was uh, very, very pleased with that, indeed. I was kind of um I hadn't realized how how worried I'd been about it until about half an hour before um, before it aired, and then I suddenly thought, why do I have this knot in my stomach? And um, <laughs> And then yeah, it was just like it was all okay. It's going to be like this, and I hadn't. Um, yeah, I was I was really really pleased with it. I didn't. It was a, it was a fresh start. It was familiar enough in, in the ways that I would like it to be familiar. Uh, it got rid of some of the things that I've found irritating about the show over the past few years, and um, <laughs> really it kind of ticks all the boxes for me.
0: Great, you. Paul.
3: Oh, blimey. Do you know? I, I I'm not sure I'm quite the right person for this sort of thing. I um, it takes me a long time to get my head around something something new, and uh, and while while it's gestating, I can sound slightly equivocal or unenthusiastic. So if I just say that it was a very pleasant hours television, and that it ticked some of the boxes, is that going to sound is that going to sound more negative than I mean it to be? I mean, I think that's that's a perfectly fine yeah. opening gambit. I've I've just been looking through Facebook and everybody seems as bowled over as the rest of you and and I'm so pleased and I'm sure I well, I'm not that sure. It's possible well I, I will be when I go back and watch it again with the benefit of hindsight but um, at the moment I'm still I'm still thinking but it's certainly extremely promising. Okay, well, that's I good. I think it's
2: the nature of um nature of the beast and for for um yeah I guess for listeners might want to know that we're um barely an hour past the end of the show as we're recording this. Um, I think the plan is in future we might um, we might give it a day or so to digest and cogitate before we um before we bless everyone with their uh, with our thoughts but on this occasion um on this occasion we're kind of doing it and just giving first reactions so I think yeah if it takes time to to digest and work out what you thought of it fair play
1: Mm. I think it was very nice I mean with some of what went before, I'd, I'd have to watch it three times just to get my head around what had gone on. But this, I'd, I'd probably watch it two or three times because I've enjoyed it so much. I'd, I just like the way that you, you got straight into the background of, of the friends. We know who, who they all are, how they know all each other. They're all very likeable. They all got very hands-on um, in the episode with the story. And it's great. It set the scene, and it, it's time to move on to, to something. So, you know, I'm even looking forward to next week. I'm not sort of full of trepidation about all. Oh, hope it's going to be better. I, I, I really can't wait until next Sunday now. Mm. I haven't felt like that for a long time about Doctor Who. So, all very positive.
0: Good. Yeah. So um, I, I was um, the thing that I liked best about it was that it, it, there actually was a, a good adventure story. You know, it wasn't just about introducing the Doctor. So, uh, and and I mean the, it was genuinely scary at times, and I did wonder perhaps if it was a bit too scary and and a little bit violent at times but nonetheless um, I quite like that I feel like a bit of an idiot here because
3: I I was (laughs) I didn't spot how scary it was and I'm wondering if perhaps I'm coming at it with my adult horror movie watching head on and not really thinking through, I know that it looked dark and it felt, to me it it felt quite family friendly and apparently I'm the only person who thought that I hadn't really thought through how horrifying the teeth monster was until, <laughs> until I realised that uh, a lot of my friends were wishing they hadn't let their children watch it. <laughs> oh, really? And okay. And this is this is not a perspective I have, uh, being unblessed in that department. So, again, that's another aspect I'm still rethinking. I thought it was just visually dark, because mm. otherwise, if you, if if I close my eyes, it story-wise, and this, again, this is not supposed to. In any way sound like a criticism but i'm going to compare it to the sarah jane adventures to me it felt like quite a quite a rompy sort of story with um nothing too challenging in the plot or the characterization or any in fact less challenging than some episodes of sarah jane but obviously eyes eyes open it doesn't look remotely like that it looks more like some sort of scandinavian crime drama and mm-hmm. uh, maybe tonally it was somewhere in the middle and i I was too dense to pick up on that.
1: My six-year-old was, was, took one look at the, the the creature with all the teeth and just wondered at how much money he'd make from the tooth fairy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that didn't uh, find that it scary. That's more like it. It He was Thank sitting you. there asking it. Let's see, but the, the funny thing was on the the, the train. I mean, spoiler alert! I mean, the the train scene that was that was quite tense. And um, I think they did it perfectly. The way the way the doctor suddenly fell in through the roof in the middle of all the tension that mm. that broke the ice nicely. Fantastic way to introduce uh, the new doctor, and then wham, the doc- the the monster was back again. Then I th- I thought that was very nicely done. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
2: think it's probably a bit too late to worry about spoiler alerts. If anyone's tuned in and listening to this, they're um, they're really yes, <laughs> they've really only need themselves to blame on so many levels.
0: Fair game now, I think, yeah. Yeah, so I think you're right, Paul. I mean, it's not scary um, with regard to, say, you know, an, an adult movie, but it is, I think, on the upper end of what I would have thought um, Doctor mm. Who could be showing to a, to a family audience.
3: Hmm,
0: yeah. It uh, a think... bit torchwoody, maybe, in places.
3: I feel like it's been a lot worse. I mean, has it just been off for, for long enough that we've forgotten? Or, or is it just me that's forgotten?
2: Worse in what's...
3: I mean, it took, it took a... Well, it, I mean... Even the new series um, started off quite tame with its burping wheelie bins and gradually ramped yeah. up the, mm. the horror. Perhaps not that gradually, there were some fairly unpleasant things in the first series. But I mean, over time, I remember right back at the beginning, people were saying, oh, this is, this is just a children's programme, this, <laughs> mm. this is not like the Doctor Who we remember. And it wasn't that long before they are eating their words. And, may, and yet, every few years when it's reinvented, it does seem to recalibrate itself, doesn't it? it See? So I, I still think this is a fairly innocuous start from my point of view, but I, I'm i obviously alone there.
2: Well, I, th- I think you have to bear in mind that with regard to, you know, how you pitch things, I mean, some of Stephen Moffat's stuff has been more conceptually disturbing, which perhaps um, works more for adults, uh, although in some cases, yeah, some some things... There are certainly places where I, I felt like it's overstepped the boundaries of what I particularly want to, you know, want to be bothered by. With you know, I think there's much as I'm all in favour of politics in Doctor Who. I kind of think there were certain things like the the whole death in heaven malarkey that felt like, hang on, is this really territory where where mm. where Doctor Who should be making a a statement of how things are, albeit in a fictional universe? I kind of feel like you know, but that's all conceptual stuff which probably passes over the head of the of the younger members of the audience mm. whereas I think I think yes there wasn't too much that was conceptually scary in this one but just the, the the basic visceral thrills as it were I think were pitched about about where you'd want them to be for for kids and hopefully it's mm-hmm. scary enough for them and enjoyable enough in other ways
1: for the adults.
0: Okay, so that's I guess our initial take. So I think perhaps where I'd like to go next is what did we think about Jodie Whittaker and her portrayal of the Doctor?
1: I'd say three three words: really. heroic, smart, authoritative as well. I I thought I really liked the way she took command of everything and there was no bumbling about and doubting who you know who is this person she took command of everything straight away and they they cracked on and it was a, i think it was a rattling good adventure um i think she got stuck in straight away and you just accepted her straight away as the doctor
3: yeah everything ticked there for me wouldn't disagree with that i think that's helped by the the writing because we only got the very uh, slightest nod towards the traditional doctor's um, amnesia i mean she she's got a name and that was about it Basically, mm. there was no real suggestion she was acting out of character, or that she was even, at, despite the, the great speech about finding yourself, finding the new you. I didn't really feel like she had a massive um, arc across the across the episode. I think she arrived fully formed, and mm-hmm. and it was all the better for it.
2: Yeah, it,
3: I think perhaps we, we're done with the days of, of the Doctor having to spend an episode in bed. It's best just to get up <laughs> and on with it.
0: Yeah.
2: I'd certainly agree with that. I felt like, um, you know, it was it, I felt like I was seeing a fairly fully formed thirteenth Doctor from the from the outset and I was very happy with that. I would have been I had reservations I think I may have mentioned them on the first um on the first episode, on our preview episode, uh about mm-hmm. the about the fact they were doing a direct continuation, um and and carrying on with a with a direct follow on from Christmas, with regard to having having an episode where she'd be running around in in Capaldi's clothes, <laughs> um, I think that's a that's a difference of opinion. I tend to be one of these people who I love the I love the gaps, whereas I think <laughs> uh, some people love filling. You know, kind of can't have a gap in the continuity and have that kind of attitude. Whereas I I love the idea of just let's just pick it, pick up the story sometime later, with a fully formed. Doctor, but having said which, given that that was one of my concerns, I felt like no, that's they handled it well. You didn't need to know anything other than you know, other than the basic common knowledge. Even even if you didn't see it, you know she used to be Peter Capaldi nine months ago, and so yeah, and it didn't feel like it was reliant on you having seen anything much before, and you just had this great engaging character, very funny, very authoritative, as you as. As you say, she was in command, which is what you want, really. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think I agree with most of what all of you said. I mean, I, I, I wrote down. I, th- I thought it was a great first appearance when, when she sort of suddenly. Um, comes charging uh, in through the roof of the train. I thought that was uh, a nice kickoff. Uh, I, I liked the the bit. You know, I've, I, I, I'll I'll know. I've got, I'll have a plan when we get to the top of the, the crane, or by the time we get to the top. So I quite like that bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had a nice speech towards the end where she said, "I am the doctor," and she made a speech about fair play. So I liked that too. And the charity shop thing, choosing the clothes. I mean, that was quite a nice twist on on the standard uh, Doctor getting a new costume thing um, and all in all yeah, I mean there, there was one thing though, which was the executive oh uh, gosh uh, I've forgotten his name, it's the guy who used to work with Moffat Piers Wenger? Now, yes, and he said, Piers Wenger said uh, gone is the daffiness and idiosyncrasy oh. and I thought to myself yeah. that's that's kind of odd because she seemed quite daffy did he say that? Quite as a criticism. No, 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 and no. He, I mean, he, he said right. this was a great thing, right? You know, it's, he, he was quite proud about the fact that that you know she was she was different. But uh, I hey don't know. I, 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 I thought she was exactly like all the other doctors, and 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 uh, he was completely wrong there. Why would he say that as a, <laughs> that was a good thing compared to the
3: stories he works on? Has he gone mad since he left the program? Oh well, let's not it's get entirely into that. us not get into that. The. Um, the eccentricities. I, I mean, she is ex very wonderfully doctorish, with without it being overly mannered. It, the character, the doctor's character, seems slightly dialed back in a way that quite a few things seem dialed back. Like I said, there's no fish wings and custard, for example. There's no ex, extreme eccentricity. There's nothing to tell us this person is completely mental. Just just little pleasant, just enough. Mm. I, I feel like um, the one thing I wish is that I hadn't seen had not seen so many interviews with Jodie Whittaker recently because if I'd just been basing, I knew she'd give a great acting performance as the doctor. But if I'd just been basing it on what else I've seen her in, I would have been astonished by the pixieish charm of her her portrayal. But having seen her on lots of interviews, I realized that's just her. So <laughs> it took some yes, of the surprise. Yeah, it took some of the surprise finish. out of it. Otherwise, I'd have been absolutely astonished by her face pulling and general unforced warmth and. Uh, Eccentricity with a small e. Yes, my mm.
2: my pal Ian was saying very much the same thing to me on on Friday that um, that's he kind of felt like the Jodie that he'd seen acting in various things that that you know he was a watcher of Broadchurch and stuff like that um, and that he was surprised you know but obviously that all the interviews had kind of proved that she had she had what it take what it takes in terms of that that side of the character. Yeah. Uh, I think
3: if, just based on what else I've seen you in, I might have expected a doctor more like Christopher Eccleston's, a very serious, serious actor, having to stretch to to reach the required levels of um, alienness and and I must find another word for eccentricity, but eccentricity. <laughs> but no, was not to be, and um, with no disrespect to the Ninth Doctor, that's a good thing.
0: <laughs> okay, we come to the end of that then. um I guess the next thing to say is, okay, that's the doctor. What about what about her friends? So, what do you think about the new set of companions or friends?
2: Uh, shall I go first? I thought they were all um, very good. I thought they were, the actresses all did a great job. I'm already missing missing the idea that Grace isn't presumably not going to be around. Um, for the rest of the series, because I thought she would have been f- a fun part of the team as well.
0: Yeah, well, she would have been in the rest of the series if it was a Moffat series, obviously. But uh, you know, it's Chibnall now, so I don't mm. think anyone's coming back from the dead. No,
2: <laughs> no. Oh well, let's wait and see. A few weeks down, a few weeks down the line, we'll be eating our words. <laughs>
3: Slight shame there on that score because I mean, they did a very good job about keeping the most of the details of the series under wraps. But they did one thing they had to tell us was who the three new regulars were going to be. So, yes, when Brogan started with four of them, unfortunately, it was pretty obvious where mm-hmm. that was going. That was at the only slight drawback of yeah. <coughs> the way the story mm-hmm. was structured. But yes, carry mm-hmm.
2: on. I thought there the from a writing point of view, there, were, there was one of the few moments I, th- I thought, Ooh, ouch, okay, I can hear the hear the gears of script necessity grinding there was when they had the scene where where Graham dropped in the fact that he was a bus driver and Grace then immediately said, oh and I'll check on my nurse's uh, Facebook or WhatsApp group or whatever it was (laughs) Um, that felt slightly like you could see the um, scene mechanics working but generally I thought they were quite they were pretty well drawn and I think they they all show great promise
0: yeah, I mean, the, uh, I I think I agree with 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 your assessment there. I I, I enjoyed all of them. I mean, I had a, a slight question about Ryan and and where's he coming from because um, his his accent seemed to be a little bit wobbly. It was mm. a bit Dodo esque, I thought. Yeah, but uh, I mean, we'll have to defer know. to
2: the we'll have to defer to the Yorkshire expert here.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it, it, it is possible, as as perhaps my own voice attests, that not everyone has to sound um, identical coming from Yorkshire, but but uh, it seemed like there were different um, v- varieties of accent coming out of him from time to time. Bradley Walsh's Yorkshire accent was atrocious. I've never heard of him <laughs> like it. <him. laughs> I, I thought he went for exactly the right accent, which was uh, one that he could handle. Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: Simon? <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... I um I liked how they they sort of seamlessly got all of their backgrounds out of the way and how they all knew each other, how they all interacted, and that that's sort of done and dusted now. Now they can move on to the next story in the rest of the series. We're not, we're not going to have the same old unsubtle signposting of things all the way through the series we've we've experienced previously with with characters. I used to find. Perhaps with the likes of Bill that used to get in the way of the storytelling, but I don't think this will. We 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 know they're all they're all sort of three-dimensional characters. We know where they're all coming from. Um, they're all very sassy and smart and get on with things. And I I think the chemistry between them is very good already.
3: Mm, just just sassy enough, I'd say. I, I did think that there mm. was. I don't know. See, I, I was thinking: is there is there quite enough wit in this? And I, I, that's wit in inverted commas. I don't mean that I want them to be doing one-liners all, all, the, all the time. But, I mean, it leads me to a, a wider point about the, the writing. This is a very entertaining programme. It's a very good incarnation of Doctor Who. But what it isn't, really, and I suppose it would, never was going to be, is Doctor Who in the way that either Russell or Stephen Moffat wrote it. Um, they're mm-hmm. both absolute television gods in their own ways. Um, Moffat's characters all speak like, like they've just come out of a the sitcom. Yeah. A Stephen Moffat mm. sitcom precisely. It, yeah, in a good way, um <laughs> <Yeah>. mostly. <laughs> and um and Russell's characters speak in a very in a diff- with a different sort of earthy, realistic wit. Whereas these they seem more like normal people, but not but how but not quite vividism, not quite as vivid after one episode as I was hoping. Yes, I, I sort of know who they are. There's a lot of potential to learn more. But I just feel like it's uh, maybe holding a little bit back, maybe a little bit 8 out of 10 on the characterisation score. But the actors were terrific. Um, I've no doubt that whatever... Whatever new we learn about the characters and the rest of the series, that they'll be up to the challenge of showing us.
1: Mm. I was just a bit worried Ryan might have taken that bicycle with him in the in the TARDIS, and he'd spend the rest of the series trying to learn to ride that bicycle. <laughs> but I, I thought they they I thought they did that really nicely. Well, so that was a that was a nice introduction for him. And it mm. it makes him. I mean, we'll have to see what they come up against. But in a way, that makes him seem vulnerable, mm. and I I like that. I thought yeah. that was good. It's funny and touching that as well.
3: Probably my favourite bit actually, the the very opening with him. Mm. I mean, some of the other, some of the rest of it was a bit on the nose, and uh, the first scene with with Yaz in the police station. Can't you give me any more interesting jobs? I want something a bit out of the ordinary. We'll try this. You know, it's a bit, it's a bit t- t- too much of a, f- a point, uh, you know, a finger pointing. saying this is a character in search of yeah. adventure, in search for mm. something beyond their mundane Sheffield life. But yeah.
1: oh, I, again, I t- thought that was funny. I thought that's funny. I that, that was like, ah. okay, smarty pants, push off into the woods and and have a close encounter with an alien. Oh, I'm then. such a mm. cynic, aren't so I? I? See so how you get on with it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I thought that was good. No, was...
0: Never ask for different in Doctor Who.
2: <laughs> I like yeah. the fact they weren't quick machines, particularly. Mm. You know, I thought there was a there was a level of humour there, um, the occasional zinger, but not. Um, but it wasn't. I don't know. I mean, it's, maybe that's. We will await the you know, the verdict of the wider public, I guess. As to whether that's that, what they, whether that's what they that, want, whether they're now so tuned into expecting that sort of hyper hyper stylized zingy dialogue uh, f- mm. from the sort of Buffy slash Moffat esque,
3: I don't think they are. I don't think the general public are, and I think they'll be absolutely fine with it. And I'm not saying that i w- I was ready for a change. With again, no disrespect to to Stephen Moffat as a writer, I I was ready <laughs> for a slight change of tone. It's um. Mm-hmm. I just thought perhaps it had gone a bit too far back the other way. But Mm. we shall see.
1: That's where Muffet went wrong, didn't he? He should have used public transport more and got some feedback on on where he was taking the show. I mean, all he had to do was ask a bus driver, wasn't it?
0: (laughs) So, uh, I thought that
1: was funny. I'm sorry, that was already result but <laughs> that was I, I thought that was funny as well, all the bus driver jokes all the way through it, you know, to introduce Graham. I like i like that as well. That was a very mm. nice touch. And then the bus the bus driver um, grapevine helped them track down that, that other creature as well. I, th- I thought that was good. Which I hoped was going to turn into a ruton or something like that, mm. but mm. never mind, it was still very good.
0: i will get the rutons yeah. one day. Yeah, it was looking possible, wasn't it, at one point and then, and then they went a different way with it. Um, so on on the subject of Grace, we touched on her earlier. I mean, I, so I wrote down, "Oh dear, it's the end for Grace, and the moment hasn't been prepared for." I didn't, I don't, didn't feel like anyone had to die in this. You know, it's kind of uh, moth teeth to, to 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 kill off characters. But if they're going to kill someone off, then I'm glad that we actually then had a funeral for her, and and the impact of it was actually felt through properly by all the characters, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just in uh, a, a, an easy reversal like it has been at times. And I thought. Um, Bradley Walsh as as Graham gave a, a a good turn then as as someone who was grieving at the funeral.
2: Yes, I think that was his best bit, to be honest. But yes, and I, I like the fact. And this is straying slightly from the from the we of talking about the Count and Companions. But the the little bit with the security guard on the site, mm-hmm. who got, who got his two lines, and then got killed by the baddie, and um, <laughs> and I kind of felt well, is, isn't that was that something Russell said about him? Um, about the the art yep. of writing Doctor Who is is to make you care about a character in two lines and then kill them in an interesting way or something, something <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell. I mean, one, once someone has the problem with, the, with these things is always once someone has stated it, it becomes a, a truism. And then when it's done, you almost feel like ah, that's why you know. And was that up to what's the name, the lady in blue in the end of the world kind of levels of characterisation well, and so on? Yes. But no, it wasn't but well no but then it was a, had a different job to do i guess it was a, it was a two line two line gag as opposed to the the blue lady was a, was a five minute scene to um desperately try and pad out an underrunning episode if i remember rightly.
0: <laughs> so what about the look and feel of it so last time we we talked rather um, inexpertly about um, uh, an it wasn't animatronic; it was anamorphic lenses. So, uh, what do we think of th- th- that
3: <laughs> that brought to the show? I'll have to bow out here because I'm—I was streaming it, and our broadband is so bad that I don't think I have got an HD picture. So, while it looked very nice, if there was something particularly glowing and shiny, and if you could see right—you know—all the pores on people's skin—that was weight <laughs> lost on me. So, what did the rest of you think?
2: Uh, I have to say, I wasn't watching it in HD either, so I'm—I'm I'm going to be—I'm. Um, I'm equally <laughs> ill-judged. To um, we got a, we got about forty-five minutes in, and there was a brief lull. And I um, I briefly checked the formatting on my TV, and then or, or I reached to check it, and then I realised there was actually a slight black bar along the bottom of the um, along the bottom of the hmm. screen. Um, yes, indeed. So there was. So it is yeah. a slight. <laughs> yeah, slightly it took me that long format, to look. But I'm, I don't know. I'm just one of those people that doesn't pick up on that sort of thing, really generally in terms of the visuals and so on i thought it i thought it looked great it looked glossy uh, it looked filmic um very nicely lit i felt with the I and mean, obviously going for a going for a dark and gloomy but then they seem to i guess they're going to be varying the visuals obviously heavily from episode to episode
3: Hmm. i mean this, this first episode looked like most other TV drama, but in a good way. Normally, mm. throughout most of history, that would have sounded like a criticism when you're talking about Doctor Who. But most drama looks so good nowadays. I, I guess it's you know dial back the color. The, it looks less ostentatiously fantastic now. It just looks realistic in a way that I think mm. is a, a nice change. I and mean, the most recent th- other drama I watch is The Bodyguard. And it re- that which started mm. off on the train in the dark, the first episode. It, it just reminded me of that
0: mm. in yeah.
3: uh, in a good way. <laughs> The colour palette's going to be more restrained across the series. I mean, looking at those few clips, it looks like wherever they go, it's 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 not exactly looking like Guardians of the Galaxy. So it looks like there is a, a style that they've that they've adopted.
2: I'm surprised that that, given the given the poster art and stuff that they've released in association with the series and all the visuals, seem to be very very bright and yes, Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel Marvel-esque kind of vibes. So mm. I'd be I'd almost be surprised, you know. I'm, I was kind of wondering, okay, are they are they dialing it back for a gloomy Sheffield, and then we're going to have um, we're going <laughs> have to have you
3: been there. It's it's a vibrant technicolor <laughs> paradise city,
2: getting out into the mm. um into the ones the colourful ones of the wider universe. But mm. I guess I guess we'll see. Um, but I think again, given the remit of this particular episode, I think even if it is just as a one-off, you know, I think again having a Having a more restrained and something that's more identifiably and relatably similar to other TV drama at this point, when arguably one of the things the show has got to do to win to win a new audience is to um, prove that it's not you know is to is to not be quite so self-consciously Doctor Who-ish. Mm. I, I don't I don't know I don't want to that sounds like a backhanded compliment, but you know what I mean. An, an awful lot of my Associates, of friends of mine who've gone off Doctor Who over the past few years, um, my fiance included, were very much of the opinion, you know, it's all just, oh, Doctor Who is something for other people, and it always looks, it's always got stuff, plots that you're not going to understand, and and dialogue that's going to zip past at a hundred miles an hour, and you're not going to catch half of, and it's going to look, you know, have, you know, be shots in a certain zany way, and just be. Everything's going to be hyper stylised, mm. and um, so I think, I think if you want to try and net in a new audience, including you know going back to you know the soap viewers and things like that, then having the more restrained style in general is not a bad thing to start with.
0: Mm-hmm. Simon, do you ever thought about the look and feel?
1: I, I that's the very first thing that hooked me was how good it looked, Richard. Um, the opening scene on the moor. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, where I live, it's very flat. We don't have moors and hills <laughs> and craggy outlooks like that. But um, I thought that looked fantastic. And then when Ryan um, walked off into the woods, that that woodland scene, that that looked fantastic. I'm not I'm not a big technical expert, but to my but to my mince pies, that uh, I thought that looked <laughs> really good. And then of course it just because of the nature of the story, it got it got darker after that. And you got into the store, and I wasn't really paying much attention mm. to how it looked because it was it was it was that good a story
0: well perhaps that's a good thing you know because if, if if we spend all our time you know thinking about how it's looking them where we're sort of sitting outside the story um yeah and i, and I think also we, we've undermined our own uh, um you know ability to be considered as technical experts with our discussion about the lenses in the first episode so uh, <laughs> that's fine so and what about the music anyone have any oh, thought that about was- that
1: yeah, I mean that—that's always the nice thing with a new series. You think, oh, what have they done? What have they done with the theme tune this time You—you know, you had to wait to the very end. And what I liked about it—it it, it had a nice, weird feel to it once again. It was all a bit—it was, you know, that—that's something I'll go back to and listen again. But it, it was slightly disturbing in the, and the images as well. It—it it was nice and mysterious again. And that—that's what hooked me from the very start when I first got into Doctor Who. Is that? That theme like that was like nothing else on television. Mm-hmm. It was genuinely weird and a bit disturbing, and I think if if that's the way they're going to go with the theme tune, I, I think that's great as well.
3: I thought the music throughout was terrific. I was, I I wasn't one of those, mad uh Marigold haters. I he, for what what he did, I thought he did well. Um, mm-hmm. in producing cinematic scores with um. Motifs for different characters, themes that return, it delight like, you like old friends. It wasn't his fault that it was often mixed too high, mm. but um, hearing uh, a score that is not all about melody and more about creating an atmosphere, in uh, again more like a lot of music in modern television, I, I realized I'd missed that, and uh, I thought that was probably the most, the, the most, the biggest improvement for me. The um, the theme tune. I'll have to have only listened to it once. um I'm sure it'll grow on me. i uh, I did read an interview where he said it'd used some of the elements from the original Delia Derbyshire mm. recordings, and I tried not to get too overexcited by that because I was fairly sure they wouldn't be that prominent in the finished mix. The melody some parts of the melody seemed a bit lost at times, but um but it sounded mysterious, as you say, anotherworldly, in, in a way that it hasn't. It's kept the the bombastic drums from from the more recent series. I think, on the whole, particularly the incidental score, but also the theme tune, definite thumbs
0: up. Anything to say about that, Charles?
2: Yes, I, I was also very, very pleased with it. I felt, again, I'm not someone who was a, who would class themselves as any, any kind of Murray Mary- Gold hater, except in the sense that I felt like after ten years we need a you know, it was it was in need of a change because there's only so many things that that he could, you know, so many stylistic variations he could do and an awful lot of the time things did resort to that showy orchestral stuff, whereas this reminded me of some of Murray's own more experimental stuff that I really like, like the the Satan Pit, the Impossible Planets I love that Mm. score and things like that, where it's just more again, more atmospheric Um, obviously a fair bit more electronic, although it wasn't afraid to use a bit of orchestra and the stringy stuff at times it was, yeah, I, I really liked it yeah, again, it's um, I know it's expert on music at all but I felt like it's yeah, it was doing a very good job of building up building up the tension and building up the atmosphere um, and didn't get too bombastic um, which I felt like that was again kind of on on my little list of okay, what what things would I like to see them avoiding and and then when it came to the theme tune and i on first you know I've only listened to it once, but I really liked it. I felt like they'd prom- very prominently used the um the melody line from from if it wasn't from the original Delia Derbyshire version you know, and it then or or one of the very early versions, it seemed to be very heavily like that that but with more rhythm with more drums didn't seem a million miles away from that, and um especially with the closing titles so much as we got a view of those um mm-hmm. really it just threw me straight mm-hmm. back to um the heyday of Tom rather the Hinchcliffe era kind of stuff you know we seem to have a time tunnel kind of thing going on we seem to have Howley music so yeah I'm very pleased with all of them but to be honest after the yeah <laughs> I'm afraid after the last version of the theme tune that we had oh my that we had, god. Yeah.
0: Uh, anything would be mm. an improvement on the yeah. on that one with the high-pitched wine. Yeah, so I mean, I, I I was aware, I guess, of of the of the music being less orchestral and more kind of synthy, um, but uh, and I guess more incidental and less melody. I, I quite like that theme music. I would say I was so-so on, but but I would agree with you. I, I liked it better than than some of the ones we've had uh, more recently. Which brings me, I guess, before we go into um, any other things that we think we've noticed, uh, I think it's time for uh, Yorkshire Watch. So we're we're in um, we're in Sheffield, so it could hardly be more Yorkshire. uh, You know, there there were lots of people with Yorkshire accents. Um, Yeah, and it seemed that that uh, you know, with my my one quibble about um, uh, Toysons' accent earlier on. Seemed pretty good. I, I, I was I was uh, quite pleased by the um, unusual um, Yorkshire influences on Doctor Who, um, as, as we discussed. Uh, hasn't been there in the county very often. Uh, anyone spot anything particularly Yorkshireish that uh, came to your mind?
2: Well, I, th- I thought it looked lovely the the, the bike scene, um, all the all the stuff up on the. Um, are they are they dales? You're you're the expert, Richard. Were they? Was that a dale, or was that a or was yeah, that I mean, it, it,
0: it, it's it's certainly the start of the Pennines right. around there, so yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. could well be.
2: And um, I was just kind of you know, there were a couple of moments where I expected Compo to go past in a bathtub.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I talking to Yorkshire Watch, I mean, or, or Northern Watch specifically. When I was looking at the roll call of actors that we have to look forward to in the rest of the series, was yeah. it just me? But didn't most of them seem to be Northern as well?
0: Just an observation.
2: Ooh, yeah, is there an agenda at work?
0: Perhaps. Well, I certainly spotted Lee Mack, and I thought, well, that's uh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that, I, I think there was a, there was a flavour, a theme you, to that. Could you research that, work out what proportion
3: it was, and come back to us next next time, <laughs> just to prove whether I'm either yes, sir, yes, sir. I'm either onto something, or I am uh, expressing some sort of bias which needs to be checked.
1: <laughs> well, talking of southern bias, I mean, I I spotted something, and that that's the classic having a fight over a kebab (laughs) (laughs) one big man taking out all the vegetable from his kebab and throwing it at a six foot four plus (laughs) (laughs) alien guy that would all look a bit northern to me
3: well I come from one of the southernmost towns in Dover and that would sorry in England and yeah that wouldn't be out of place on the streets of Dover or uh, anywhere in
0: Kent so (laughs) I don't think they've got the monopoly on that. That was an In the interest of balance. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, any other business? I guess uh, anything else you wanted to talk about that you haven't had a chance to go out yet?
2: I, I like the. I thought the actors, the kind of actor preview, was a nice, interesting way of doing, doing hmm. things as a as giving us a little hint of what was to come. And it was given how much they've they've managed to stay undercover with with who's coming up and what's what they've been filming. And so on, and if only Alan Cumming hadn't um, shot his mouth off, that would have been a um, particular treat So gone bloody hell, it's Alan Cumming But I thought that was a nice, uh, instead of the usual kind of sizzle reel That they, could, they try and put at the end of the first episode with a, with a preview I thought it was a good way of giving us some sense of anticipation But without anything else too much What's the story in you like to know? Yes, I thought, I thought the plot... Uh, we haven't really talked about the plot all that much. Um mm-hmm. there were obviously um I I felt like okay here we are. It's nice to have another um, you know, a bit of a nod to spearhead from space there with all the with landings from space and mysterious goings on and the mysterious meteorites type objects. Yeah. All the better for that. I I didn't I didn't expect especially in the first episode, I I think the I think there's a, there's an art to writing a doctor's first episode, and um, and I think you don't need the plot to be something incredibly over complex or with returning monsters or anything like that. I think you need to you need to have a plot that's that's in, in very much to the service of the characters, especially if you're having to introduce an entire new cast from scratch. I think don't overcomplicate things. Give the you know have a plot that gives enough for the characters to do and to show off a bit of who they are and that can establish the Doctor as being the Doctor one thing that I did notice in that regard also which I was going to say point and counterpoint not that I'm accusing Chris of having a particular agenda of going against things that Moffat did but uh, I noticed that in this episode we had Carl obviously um, presumably failing the companion test in that moment where he shoved when he he shoved Tim Shaw off the crane, and um, and um, and Jody immediately reprimanded him and said that wasn't your choice to do. Whereas uh, at the equivalent points in Capaldi's first episode, obviously we had the moment where he apparently, or we were certainly led to believe, shoved the android, the half android man to his mm. to his death and i thought that was an interesting counterpoint and again it's just nice to it's nice to have a doctor where we know you know where we know she's the doctor we're not going to have all this agonizing about she you know am i a good man kind of thing felt like we had a good i, I just thought that was an interesting parallel uh, perhaps and of course yeah i think i mentioned before that someone else has some clever wag on Twitter had spotted the parallel between the, the fence ripped open scene when they went to the building yeah. site and the um and the equivalent scene from robots. Not that it was yeah, not that it was anything there. It was a it was a visual visual similarity, mm. may or may not have been intentional, but I I certainly think the um the similarity to spearhead must have been somewhat conscious, I would think.
0: Yeah.
2: Richard, how about you?
0: Yeah I I mean I was looking through I've, I've probably spoken about most of the things that um that I had to say about it already <laughs> a fried egg sandwich I I, I I've, I've underlined and not mentioned yet <laughs> um so I suppose that's the the uh the more down to earth version of fish fingers and custard Absolutely everything's um, just dialed back a bit that's my watchword. Yeah. yeah um I've written down a couple of times I liked Jody's performance in a couple of places um, uh, and just generally I mean I didn't have to think too much about it so so yeah I mean I, 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 it's interesting though as, as you were saying earlier that uh, it, it, it feels quite like the you know her, her performance as the Doctor feels quite like her her natural act that we've seen on, on telly and also that that rather good podcast the Two Shot podcast earlier in the week where she had an interview for over an hour with Craig Parkinson one on one and, and uh, you know got, got to, to hear a lot about her upbringing, um, but again, it, 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 it feels like that that this role is, is maybe closer to her her natural style than maybe some other things she's done before.
3: So you think, I think what you're saying here is that she's the new Tom Baker. After forging a career trying to be a straight actor, she's now given up and is going to spend the next seven years playing herself, <laughs> and then be, and then be unemployable for the rest of her career. No, hang on, that got out of control quickly, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. let's let's watch this space. Yeah, or, or I suppose you stand that on its head, and you could say that you know rather like John Pertwee, she's got a, 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 a reputation for doing one thing, and then does something entirely different as the Doctor.
3: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Simon, I liked how the uh, yeah I, l- I liked how the the Sonic Screwdriver. I mean, really, that took longer to regenerate than Jodie. I mean, she really <laughs> hit the deck running, and I I, I thought that was great because. I don't know if memory serves me correctly the, the sonic screwdriver just seems to seamlessly get redesigned mm. with each new Doctor but there um, the Doctor was caught in a, in a jam needed the sonic screwdriver badly um, it'd been much overused I think in, mm. in the past and that got a bit unbearable but she actually needed it and um, I, th- I thought that was a great scene where she built a new one yeah. for herself.
3: Hopefully this new Sonic won't be quite as magic as the previous versions as she made it herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, <laughs> I thought earlier when you were talking about the uh, the barbed wire scene, Charles, I thought you were going to refer to the empty child where a Doctor Who cuts ah, open some barbed yes. wire and then reseals it again using <laughs> setting 56A of the Sonic screwdriver which I think mm. was possibly, although mildly amusing... Um, a bit of an idea in terms of its magic abilities. <laughs> and yes, that was one of my favourite scenes, uh, her building her own her own sonic, and I hope we see more of that. A-team style yes, mm. bursting yeah, so out of a warehouse in a black van, having built, a, improvised a rocket launcher.
2: <laughs> Didn't she, for one of her audition scenes, I've, seen to have, I've heard her talking about having to do that and self filming at home, um, that she was filming and she got a load of stuff out of the toolbox and was improvising assembling some <laughs> assembling some gadget in a hurry. I mean we may have just we may have just seen that tonight, of course, but um mm. but I like that and I like the I also like the fact that um we got the uh, the costume didn't come from the TARDIS wardrobe. I'm not sure why. I was having this discussion with a friend the other day um and about the, about exactly this. I was saying I'm not quite sure why, but I prefer it when the doctor picks up their clothes on in, tr- <laughs> in transit, or or from, you know, finds their clothes rather than rather than going off to the TARDIS wardrobe and and selecting something deliberately eccentric from mm. from these vast vast numbers of yeah. rails
0: It's a bit like Miss, It's a bit like Mister. Ben, isn't it? You know, there's there's a costume uh, that they're presented with, you um, know, but in this case it was it was entirely unlike that. She just chose what she wanted. <laughs> yes.
3: And she didn't step out the other side of the changing room into another planet. But they could have gone that way, and I would, that would have been an interesting direction to take, perhaps for the Doctor's
1: <laughs> And they remembered to pay the charity shop as well. That was, that was plus marks for that as well. Mm.
0: Anything else before we sign off?
1: Did anybody... Sp- I mean, it's a bit signposted a bit, but did anyone think that the, the plot was a bit predatorish? You know, the Predator movies? tracking down game and then keeping keeping trophies? I
3: didn't, but now that you've said it, you're absolutely right. And I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, the, it's the Sarah Jane Adventures does the Predator, isn't it?
2: Hmm. <laughs> yes, but again, I, yeah, I guess that comes back to what I was saying about that you don't want to have to complex a plot A, when you're introducing a new Doctor and B... When you're fighting against a reputation that the series has got rightly or wrongly for being unintelligible to mere mortals, I guess yep one thing that um one thing that Katia said to me when we finished watching it though she said, "Oh, do you think that was deliberate that they left the thing hanging about the idea that the people were taken to the alien planet and kept in stasis. she just felt like it was a loose end. And I wonder whether mm. it was a I wonder whether it was a loose end waiting to be addressed." Later in the series, got me thinking.
0: Oh, yeah, I see what you mean.
2: I know. I know. We've been uh, told. I know. We've been told not to expect a plot out this series, but I'd be, I'd be surprised if they did not sneak something in, or at least a revisit.
0: Hmm. We'll fire that one good, away. Good catch. A possibility. Okay, so that's the end of our first episode, and we've decided that we're going to run as a fortnightly show. So we're going to put this one out after the first episode and the next time that you'll hear from us will be after the third when we'll talk to you about the next two so thanks very much for listening to us and we'll see you next time Should we all say goodbye goodbye, goodbye. Bye. goodbye. Okay, so we'll go with the uh, with script first, and we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> we're, it, it, we're, what we're going for here is more of a sort of Trouton interpretation than a we, you know, so long as you've got roughly the right words, it doesn't matter if you say the exact phrases written yes. down. Yes. Yeah. A bit of improv. <laughs> right. Dangerous. Okay, well, I think if, if, if we're coming to an end there, then um, we'll probably just do a, a bit of a sign off. Um, and. That's you know that's good. That's that's just about an hour's worth. We might be able to edit it down to about fifty minutes, which would be at least be less long than the story itself, which would be something. <laughs> I think that would make us look
3: quite, quite less vain, vainglorious than. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, indeed. Okay, uh, everyone, thanks very much for your contributions. Um, and so, uh, it might help if I actually thought about what I wanted to say before I started saying it. Yeah.